You're listening to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast, episode 362, brought to you by iFanboy listeners just like you. It's the most wonderful time of the year. With the kids jingle belling and everyone telling you be of good cheer. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's the half happy season of all with those holiday greetings and gay hey welcome to a special holiday edition of the iFanboy Pick the Week podcast episode 362 my name is Ron Richards and I'm here with Josh Flanagan hello and we are it's a it's a two first episode this time because uh, due to the Thanksgiving holiday it's just uh, me and Josh and we are recording on Thanksgiving I don't see. I don't think that this has happened. This has never happened. No, we've done. Believe, we've believe, done. We've done a two-person show years ago. I think GI Joe. It was which me. was which was honestly one of the best ones we ever did. So I thought about that and I got excited. Oh, I, I thought Connor. I thought Connor banned us from doing two people show because it, the, the dynamic isn't good. We did. We did not check with him. Yeah, we did not check with him at all. <laughs> <laughs> I th- you, you and I, we're going to be okay. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. So we hope everybody's having a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We're taking a break from our turkey and all that stuff. Um, have bef- you eaten turkey? Yet? I have not eaten turkey. Yet. Yeah, no, I'm going. See, I have. Yeah. I cook. Yeah. I slave it all day. We're in that weird little um, in between. Although I saw the picture you posted, it looked a little dry. Um, you. I brined, bitch. <laughs> anyway, so we are from the website ifanboy.com, which is a website dedicated to the love of, and we are thankful for comic books. Um, and every week we read comics, and then one of us uh, picks the book and makes it a pick of the week, writes a review up on ifanboy.com, then we come back here and talk about it, as well as all, some of the other books that come out uh, during the, that came out during the week. Um, and we want to warn you, we're going to be talking about what happens in the books. So uh, if you haven't read your books, press pause and come back and listen later, or just be warned that there might be spoilers. Also, due to the fact that it's Thanksgiving, and I have not eaten dinner yet. This is going to be an abbreviated show, similar to when we do a convention-style show. We're so We're winging it. We're winging it. So we're not doing any emails or voicemails this week. We're just talking about the books. It's going to be a little shorter this week. Uh, but, you know, it's the holidays. We've done this for seven, six, seven years. We, 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 we earned it. So... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, so this week, Josh. Listen, we don't. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> so this this week, Joshua, you had the pick and take it away, yeah. sir. I know how to disappoint a crowd. Yes, you do. <laughs> you know, I, I read a lot of comic books this week. A lot of them came out, except from DC Comics, who didn't really release anything. It didn't well, they released anything. some stuff. They, yeah, but anyway. Yeah, but yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Um. And I got through them, and I, I, there was no clear winner. I went through, and I gave everything a rating on my list. And the only thing that I had given a five to uh, was Baltimore the play. And I thought, uh, do I have anything to say about this? Interesting. Um, and then I thought about it, and, and I did. It was, you know, it was uh, straight up. It was just the best thing I, I read uh, in, a, in a week that was, that was pretty good. It wasn't like an eh week. It was just like everything was pretty good, but there wasn't, wasn't a lot to say. And, and um, what this was is I actually wasn't expecting this. This is a one-shot. Um, Baltimore is a sort of side project that, that Mike Mignola has going on that he writes uh, with Christopher Golden uh, in the arts uh, always by Ben Stenbeck uh, with colors by Dave Stewart. And it's a story about this dude who's totally grizzled, uh, a World War I vet, uh, Lord Baltimore, and this, uh, this vampire, Lord Hagus, uh, killed his family. And he's just on a quest to kill this guy, uh, on the, this vampire who is spreading his vampire plague throughout Europe. Um, and it's it's it is exactly what it sounds like. It's not you know it's it's Mignola. It's kind of uh, he's just a grizzled dude, and everything is kind of bleak and awful. And uh, it's it's very simple, but it's very well done and solid and, and fun. I've I've liked every issue. Um, and it's funny. Somebody in the comments is like, "Well, I knew Baltimore came." That's not true. Like I've 
I've read lots of these and not made them pick of the week. But what was really neat about this one is that it starts off seeming like uh, a regular Baltimore uh, story uh, where he rides into this grizzled European town with the, with the brick bridges and the, and the beautiful buildings and people are throwing dead bodies into the river. And uh, he's like, have you, have you seen the guy I'm hunting for? And, and they, they're like, yes. And then they cut to in an interior of this playhouse uh, where these actors are apparently putting on a play about the plague that's going on and, and you find out that Haggis, the sort of uh, leader of, of the vampires, is, has, has commissioned this play and he hired uh, the lead actress and all of the actors are, are all also vampires. Um, and, and there's this sort of it's – it's very odd. You're like, this is, this is weird because Baltimore actually doesn't have anything to do with this story after sort of the opening framing device. Um, and it, I, I'm going to just spoil it. Because I don't have any other way to talk about it. Well, I didn't. Well, go, well, go spoil it because good chance that nobody else read it. So, oh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Listen, it's, we're on the third or fourth, you know, iteration of this, so somebody must be reading. No, I know, and also, and also, and also, I'm sure the Mignola, you know, Mignola World but, people. This is right up their alley. Not personally up my alley, but yeah. So that's fine. Uh, and what's, what was interesting though is that I looked and on iFanboy of the people who pulled it, um, not an insignificant amount. You know, it's averaging 4.9 out of five. So I'm like, well, I can't be that far off. Like. Yeah. Yeah. People are really digging this. The ones who 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 well, they're into. Yeah, it got and it got a, it got 170 uh, total pulls, and actually 3.3 yeah. percent of the iFan base made it their pick of the week. So it's got it's it's got it's it was more picked than Daredevil. So there you go. Yeah, because um, it was a really great issue, and what it turns out is that um, Hagus uh, was uh, under the spell of of the lead actress Isabella, who's who's a muse. And so, like, all of a sudden, the vampire who'd been the big bad for the whole series is is in thrall yeah. <laughs> to this woman. Um, and that's why he's putting this play on. That's why all this strange stuff is happening. But not only that, the writer of the play, the playwright, is uh, Edgar Allan Poe's uh, head, which is kept in a jar, which is kept alive, also in thrall to the muse, so that he can write plays for her to perform in. And it's just this odd little thing. The jar has... <laughs> It looks like one of those sort of cylindrical spaceman jars, and then it has a little wooden base with little little claw, uh, little carved wooden claw feet on it. It's yeah. just this great little design. And I looked at it, I was like, is that Edgar Allan Poe's head? And, and they, she called him Edgar, and it is. And I just really liked that. It, like, it was just this interlude. Right. Like, it's called The Play, and it was this interlude in the series, which has been a lot of fun but fairly predictable and they they just went and took a different view on it um you know on on top of that i really like stenbeck i don't know anything else he's done he's done every issue of this he's a, he's from new zealand um obviously you have dave stewart coloring it and he does that thing that dave stewart does where everything's in the grayish purplish area and then there's sort of a, there's red in different places one of the characters dresses all in red and he's got a skull for a face he's one of the actors um but he's also a vampire apparently under there but it's just visually it was it's really good to look at all the all the pages and the vampires have red eyes and, and those are the things that stand out and it's just you know he's dave stewart he's the he's the godfather of, of digital coloring and comics basically and um it's really a solid issue and i uh i kind of didn't expect it and at the end of everything i was like you know uh that was it was like a really perfect sort of holiday comic interlude in compared with everything else that i was reading you know like we've been reading marvel now number one after marvel now number one and they've been really good well, hey hey you can't be like number one after number one it's really only been like two issues a week so far so it hasn't been that well, like bad three weeks and yeah, i I've, yeah. I've, I've i may have read ahead sure, i'm just yeah. saying i'm reading a lot of these so <laughs> like you you get what that formula is and people do it really well and it's fun 
but sometimes you like a different, you know, different part of the. the sure, the, yeah, and like well, and like I said, for I mean, like for the diehard Mignolas, um, this you know, is where it is at. Right yeah, now. yeah, this is like this is it doesn't get any better than this, right? Yeah, so exactly. Um, so you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it wasn't a hard pick. It's the only thing I gave a five to. Uh, if you've enjoyed Baltimore before, you definitely don't want to miss this. Uh, if you haven't, but you've been curious about it, this is easily you can easily pick this up. It's a it's a fun little story. I'm sure that there are a lot of. Um, Literature uh, allu- illusions happening in here that I've missed and went over my head. Well, you're uh, not. You're not. You weren't an English major. I don't. I. I. I'm barely literate. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I struggle daily. Yeah. Uh, they're. They're there. Well, I can't even. Anyway, it, um, I mean, it was funny. It was funny because I was really curious what you were going to pick, and um, I was too. Yeah, and and we'll talk about it a little later on. And I was even trying to influence your pick, but. Um, uh, but when the pick came up with ball, I was like, oh, of course, of course. Well, like, oh, yeah. The fact yeah. is, like, it's actually not true. <laughs> like, there's all sorts of times that I've had the pick in one of these books, and I, I didn't pick it because it's like it's it was good, it's fine. You know, right. they're usually right. four star books. Well, I mean, and the thing the thing is, is that like we t- we tend we tend to spend a lot of time talking about you know the big two and and a lot of time talking about saga. And a lot of time talking about, you know, and it's nice to see other, you know, like there's so many books that come out each week and like they're different, you know, like different topics and different genres and stuff like that. So it's nice to see a book like this get its kind of get its attention as due because it's, yeah, it's, it came at the right yeah. time. Yeah, because the, the thing the thing is, I completely don't question the quality of it. Like oh, you yeah. look at that lineup and you look at what they're doing. That's, you know, I think, you know, and, and clearly there's an audience for it. Or they wouldn't be doing it. I mean, it's not like Dark Horse wants to go out of business or anything, you know, so um, uh, so, I, I really appreciate your justification here. Uh, sure, yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. I, you know, I'm here to support you. So, <laughs> Thank you. All I right, but now let's get to the comics that matter. No. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> so, um, so another, week, uh, another week of Marvel Now releases and um, of the Marvel Now books that launched this week, I believe the only number ones were in- in- Indestructible Hulk and Captain America number one. Is Captain that correct? America, can you hear the size of Rick Remender's balls clanking from here? Yeah, you can. So, so I mean, so you're a long, you're a long time follow up. Ca- yeah, yeah. To follow Brubaker, a lot of big shoes to fill. Yeah, right? and, and and I think that right away, my first instinct was like he made correct decision uh, to go in a very different direction. Yeah, you know, you've you've gotten this. You know, Remender's not going to do that Brubaker kind of story, and that's the right choice. Right. Um, and this was definitely a a, a whole different thing. Well, uh, with a whole different art style and, and every you know yeah well every- so so art by John Romita Jr. and Klaus Jansen and Dean White which you know it it looks looks great you know I mean like I Absolutely. and, and I, I'm a huge Romita fan and I know some people have a hard time with Romita and 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 find him to be challenging or whatever I I you know because I grew up with the dude so I mean like I didn't grow up with him like we didn't play kickball but like I grew up reading I, his comics <laughs> I see I see and you probably weren't that far <laughs> no we weren't <laughs> he's much older it's funny because you put a junior on the end of somebody's name yeah and you just assume that they're like you know early twenties like he's fifty something yeah like, no dude's not, in his fifties yeah he looks yeah, no, looks not, great no, for sweet. fifty looks he great does. yeah <laughs> thick black hair I mean <laughs> flowing flowing mullet it looks great it's not David Marquez hair no yeah true let's oh be, let's, we're doing more of that insider bull if you've yeah. ever seen David Marquez's hair, though you'd know what I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, he's got a nice head of hair. But anyway, but oh. um, but so so if you go to if you go to ifanboy.com on Wednesday, we ran uh, a pretty lengthy kind of breakdown of this issue with Remender, um, which which I actually had a ton of fun doing with him mm-hmm. um, to kind of and basically what we did was we kind of went through scene by scene, and you know and this issue really gives you a taste of what Remender is going to bring for it. I mean, we got the initial flashback 
1926 to the Lower East Side to you know to the young Steve because remember really wants to kind of flesh out who you know who had Steve Rogers become who he did um, or who he is um, um, and then you know I th- then we get the little action kind of intro which I I, I I hope he brings back the Green Skull yeah like that talk about a great villain like that I yeah. love the the idea of the legacy of it and all that sort of thing and the way he wrote him was just hysterical that. That first page out of the flashback, it's actually a double page spread, but the yep. first page of it with the sort of uh, the, the plane going down, oh, straight down, yeah. and like as they just pushed in on each each tall vertical panel. I really love that. That's yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, Ramita did great stuff. I, I was I was I was gonna say just in terms of Ramita before we before we move on from completely, one of the things I I, I love about Ramita, and I, I don't think that he was well served on Avengers. I yep. think it was too many characters, it was too much yep. talking for for him, and this feels much more like his speed. Yep. To me, the dude is a direct link to Marvel '60s, yeah. Marvel from the '60s, yeah. uh, and and all, and I know that like his his dad, John Romita, was was uh, uh, you know indispensable to that era. But I see I see a ton of Kirby. Yep, I see you know from from basically there's a sort of a through line in art that goes from uh, Jack Kirby to I, I think Walter Simonson yep. to to John Romita Jr. and and to have just to see that that family connection that happens in marvel it's one of the reasons i really love it well, well, just look look at through. look at arnim zola yep i mean like like that is about as kirby as i've ever seen ramita do i mean look at that <laughs> outfit he's got the, the 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 dots linked with lines and the you know like it, it's it's that that is a kirby-esque villain um yeah. and it looks like with this dimension z so basically captain america um is investigating some ancient subway that shield has reported that that was a little weird I'll give him that. Like, sit there. They're like, "Oh, there's this subway that appeared out of nowhere. Why don't you just get on it?" And like, and then like, and then even then, the shield guy is just like, only one person at a time. Like, why? Like, why didn't Sharon go? Like, that was like kind of weird. But um, um, and then he gets on it, and then it like locks him in, and then it goes off into Dimension Z. Um, which who cares? Like, it's just a device to get him into Dimension Z. Um, but if this is going to be like a kind of like Steve trapped in Dimension Z story, like sign me up. It looks good. So I always liked that. It was, remember yeah. my favorite Avengers story of the last I don't know how long was Avengers Prime. Yeah, and it was the idea of taking Steve Rogers and, and sticking him in. I don't think it was Asgard, but it was one of the Nine Realms, and that was great. Yeah, that, so yeah, that, was, the, stick, that was the Alan Davis one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you so if you're going to stick him in in you know some strange place there's a lot of really good uh stuff sort of contrast that you can do with steve rogers yeah. and, and him there yep. um i will say there were things about this that were very familiar to the remenda over yep there was the you know the angry dad at the beginning well, and, and, sort and, of, and, uh, and his defense and in his defense oh, not in his but whatever but that was pre-established that his dad was a yeah, drunk no, yeah, yeah absolutely so, yeah, 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 it, yeah, i'm yeah. saying but that just that fits with what he does you know yeah. that was the strongest part of venom yeah. Those were some of the best parts of Fear Agent. It's not. It's not that that's all he can do. But when he does it, he does it well. Is my right. point. So, so yeah, Captain America, great. I'm going to stick with it. Yes, so, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, so moving on, Indestructible Hulk number one. I'm not a big Hulk fan, but Mark Wade, we know how great he is. Lenil Yu, I actually really enjoy. Um, I I enjoyed the hell out of this, and I love the concept. It's it's I, it's a, it, the way I looked at it. It's one of those concepts where I can't believe someone hasn't done this already. I definitely had that feeling. I was like, oh, that's pretty smart and good. And, and it also makes me wonder how much of a pre-tie-in to movie stuff this is. Mm. Because so, yeah. basically, so basically the premise is, is that the Hulk is loose. Maria Hill is, is trying to track him down because she's afraid – You know, everyone's afraid with the Hulk out there. He's going you know, to destroy a city or something. And Banner comes in and in a scene in a diner, which I thought had great tension. 
Yeah. Like really good, really good, good tension. Um, in it was really interesting. To, it was a movie kind of thing when that dude yep. bumped into him. Yep. That was very that was very kind of thing you do in a movie that's hard to make work on a comic book yep. page. And, and the worked. clock is ticking and all stuff. Yep. And basically Banner sits down and says, listen, you know, I'm a genius. I'm up there, but nobody ever takes me seriously because of this Hulk thing. He's like, we spend this whole time trying to contain it. What if we don't contain it? What if it's a force that we can use? And and Banner's a little pissed that Stark was the one that came up with the you know the tool to save everybody in the in AVX against the Phoenix. And you see mm-hmm. a little you see a little competition there between him and Tony Stark and Reed Richards and stuff like that. And you know and I thought what was great the line that Wade wrote where Banner says you know I'll be lucky if my tombstone doesn't simply say Hulk Smash. Yeah. You know? And so he says, listen. I'll work for Shield. Give me a lab. Let me do my stuff. I'll create great stuff. And then when I Hulk out, point me in a direction of where you need me, and I'll be your weapon. I'll be I'll be a cannon. Mm-hmm. And like that's and so Hulk working for Shield, genius, genius idea. I I think one of the really thing one of the, I think you're right. Like it's a it's a great idea. It's really interesting to me that 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 Joss Whedon or you know or whoever was involved with that were the people to crack the Hulk code. Yeah, or at least the new Hulk code. It worked for a really long time, but I think that writers were running low. Yep. On what to do. This is why they went to Red Hulk. Like, oh, we'll, we'll use a different character, and this, this is a different thing we can do. So, if you're going to go back to Banner, yeah. you know how how to make it interesting again. And uh, you know, we're we're still in the middle of of Mark well, Wade. Mark Wade can do no wrong. Sort the, of. The, 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 this takes the focus away from the Hulk and puts the focus on Banner, which, you ask me, is way way more interesting. And I think yeah. that that was that's you know that was one of Peter David's big secrets. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I, I'd actually I was I was really impressed by Lionel Yu. Yep. I, I you know I I. I think I associate him with Secret Avengers now, so I think I don't like him. Yeah, well, not Secret Avengers. Uh, Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Yeah. I keep doing that. Yeah. But, um, oh no, Lanilio is great. I've always liked Lanilio. That double page yeah. spread of the Hulk was intense. That was really good. And he's got a nice new haircut, so that's good. Yeah, it's a little more of a buzz cut. <laughs> yeah, and he had the purple pants, which always works. Um, yeah, you know, this, I, I didn't. I didn't love this issue. I, I thought it was. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, well, but was, I, I think it, I'll keep reading it, which is a big deal. Yeah, I, was, I don't read Hulk books. Right. So there you go. Yeah, and I mean, it was set up. It was definitely set up. Then we'll see what happens. But I just like the premise. I like the approach so i like banner yep so uh indestructible hulk i'm on board count me in fair enough so um so the book that i tried to nudge you in the direction for pick of the week because this was my clear pick of the week was um amazing spider-man number 698 uh Um, yeah yeah go ahead (laughs) um dan slot i think has been doing a great job on spider-man this past year um he's been putting a lot of pieces on the board he's been uh piecing things together um, and basically, this kicks off what is going to en- ultimately end Amazing Spider-Man when it ends at se- after 700, and then segue into Superior Spider-Man. And we've seen throughout this past year, he's been using Doctor Octopus, who's you know on on death's door, and he had that big sch- scheme to his last greatest triumph was going to be that whole story arc where he, the ends of the Earth, where he put all the his Doc Ock bots in space, and was gonna you know was holding the world at ransom, and Spider Man saw through it, and ca- you know and and captured him and saved everybody, and somehow Doc Ock was able to swap minds with Peter Parker. And that's what we found out in this issue. And so Doc Ock is there and the raft and he's all hooked up to all these machines. And you throughout this issue, you get Spider-Man being very kind of aggressive and kind of going through his life. And he's like, Mary Jane, I should be with her. Let me see what see what I can do about that. And you're just kind of like, this is a weird Peter. And then it gets to the end and Doc Ock is on his death's door. And so the Avengers bring in Spider-Man because apparently Doc Ock is saying Peter Parker, he's asking for him. And you get this scene where it's just them alone and uh, Doc Ock reveals that it is him inside Peter Parker's body, and we find out that Peter Parker is inside Doc Doc Ock's body, and 
then it goes from there. And I love the concept. I think it's great. And I thought Richard Elson did a great job illustrating it. I thought he drives a great Mike McCone-esque Spider-Man, which is really the kind of Spider-Man I like. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, a definitely, uh, di- you know, different than Giuseppe Comicoli, who we've had for the past couple weeks, different than Humberto Ramos, who we've had, um, you know, like a cleaner line Spider-Man. Um, I thought it was I, great. I, I haven't been reading this, uh, as most people who listen mm-hmm. know. The thing that, that got me about this, though, uh, the, the, just the overall feeling that I had afterwards was that it was, um, it was like five pages of story spread out over 20 pages. Yeah. And, and I, I just felt like it was a little bit of wasted space, a lot of wasted space. Right. And that was my main problem with it. Um, I, I just felt like it wasn't used as, as a whole issue yeah. enough. There was a lot of setup. Um, well, I, I don't know. I thought, I thought Slot did a good job of making it confusing enough because when it starts, you immediately can sense that something's different about Peter. Uh-huh. And, yeah. and building up to, but, uh, to the, the other reveal. thing, I haven't been reading it, so I, right, I yeah. didn't know that. Maybe yeah, that's I've, just how he's writing Peter. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And I've been reading it, and like, and then like the other side is like, you like really like I really didn't like the art that much. Oh, so. I really like the art. I really like the art. I mean, uh, I thought it's it's very middle of the road. Um, I mean, yeah, Richard well, Richard Elson has he he previously did Journey into Mystery, which is a little more mystical, a little more painterly, that sort of thing. But um, I thought you know the flashback, you know, Mary Jane panel looked great. Um, you know, that's just drawing the Ramita. <laughs> well, no, I know, but no, but not everybody can do that. I mean, I don't know. I don't, but every time you've ever seen that, like, I'm so sick of them referring to that. Yeah, I know. But I mean, it's the, it's it's right behind the electric stab, which they have let off on a little bit. Yeah. I'll give. But um, I don't know. The, 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 there's the one page after the title page, and then after we see Spider-Man over the the, the city. There's a scene of Spider-Man swinging and with the with the kind of diagonal panels. I just thought that was really <laughs> impressive. I thought that was a really good page. So, yeah, um, yeah. I, for me, it was sort of neither here nor there. Yeah. It was, it's not the kind. Yeah, didn't really do it for me, but felt like it. It, almost, it was almost animated. Yeah, which uh, for me, I don't know. I don't like that. In it, but whatever. Right. It wasn't bad. It was, I just was like, eh, it's fine. All it's right. fine. Cool. It's listen. It's fine. All right. Well, we're very Marvel heavy. Why don't you take us to DC? <laughs> the only DC proper book that I bought was uh, Wonder Woman, and. I'm picking it up so that I know what to say about it. Well, so this uh, was it's well, a Tony Aiken's book. Well, so. it wasn't Tony Aiken's book. That's the thing. Like that, that. See, this is this is my problem with Wonder Woman is the inconsistency with it, and like it's not it, inconsistency. It's trying to keep it well, no, steady. Except except that this issue had Azarello, of course, writing it with Tony Aiken's doing layouts and Dan Green and Rick Burchett doing finishes. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. You know, and so like the whole thing is like okay, they brought in Aiken's because Chang can't do a monthly book. And now you're bringing in two different people to do different fi- to do finishes. And admittedly, they were in they were used in different flashback kind of modes. And I know that's why they brought in those different artists. But like, you know, re- you know, like I understand we got to keep the monthly schedule. But really, you know, so mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just, that's just me nitpicking. But you know. uh, on the on the good on the good side of things, um, and, and it should be noted. And I, and I really I want to make this clear. It's not bad art. Right. No, it's not it's bad art. Just yeah. it's yeah. just in comparison. We're going to be talking about another book with that exact same issue. Uh, in just a little bit, but I really you – know, the one thing that I keep going through is I really love the the God Pantheon still. And every time that they expand it out and they, they bring something new to it, um, obviously it's rooted in, in the Greek mythology, but uh, they're giving a different twist to it and bringing new things to it. I, I really enjoy that, and I do not – I, I don't I don't know how I feel about Orion and the the fourth world being brought in too. I like I, it. I, that, that's the thing keeping me involved. It feels superfluous. Oh, I love it. I, I I'm really I'm really curious to see how they do it. I really it, like. And I, I will be I will say from an art standpoint, um, mm-hmm. I thought the Orion pages were the best in the book. Um, and I don't know if because they were kind of Kirby animated esque, but I just really liked them. I thought they were mm-hmm. good. So um, I, I really like Orion as a character yeah. a lot. Yeah. So I just doesn't it doesn't feel like it fits in this story, which is this sort of personal. 
I think it's because the tone of it is, you know, it's been so personal and familial. Yep. It's all these, you know, like the like Hera's mad about Zeus, and like all the brothers and sisters have all these rivalries, and and there's all this stuff going on, and and the little girl's abandoned by her father, and it just, it just, I feel, I was like, how can Orion fit into that? Yeah. It doesn't. It seems uh, forced. Yeah. But that's a guess. I don't know if anything is happening like that. Right. But uh, I'm um, still getting it. And that's not that's 14 months of Wonder Woman. That has got to be a record for goddamn near everybody out there. Well, I mean, I'm for you at least, maybe. But for, for me, for me too, for, definitely for, me for you. Yeah, for me too. I've never read Wonder Woman this long, so yeah. Um, all right. Well, before we move on to the other books, we want to remind everybody that the holidays are coming. This is Thanksgiving weekend. That means your holiday shopping starts now, and so uh, make sure you go and do your shopping at Amazon.com, and you can help out iFanboy by shopping at Amazon through iFanboy. Go just go to iFanboy.com/slash/Amazon or go up in the upper. Uh, navigation of the site and click on the store and there's a little shop at Amazon link that will take you right into Amazon um, and doing so helps out iFanboy in the process so I do all my Christmas shopping on Amazon makes it easier I avoid them all um, so I advise you to do the same did you hear so, yourself say that no I didn't What's Mall. Oh, you brought that long I'm yeah. watching Goodfellas so it's yeah, so. <laughs> But uh, yeah. Anyway, um, they don't go to the the thing is in real life on the helicopter day they went to the mall yeah and they didn't do it in the movie, and they should have. True, yeah, yeah. I know, I, I know what mall in real life they went to, I, too. I but, know you. Yeah, anyway. All right, so, <laughs> all right, so go to ifanboy.com slash Amazon and just click on the big – there's a big, huge banner there. You can't miss it. Just click on it, and then you'll be all set. So, All right, yes. so um, a couple of books came to an end this week. A couple of series ended this week, so we want to touch on them. Uh, Dark Avengers 183 was, I, I think, I think the last issue of, of Jeff Parker's Really, uh, well, it fizzled a bit at the end, but long, uh, really good run on Thunderbolt slash Dark Avengers. I don't know um, if it's the end, to be honest. I'm looking at the last page. It says next advanced mechanics. I don't think this he is was, the last issue. He was talking about it on Twitter as if like I'm gonna it was it. wrapped up. Let's see what Let happens. Double check. You double check. Yeah. I'm going to talk about it for a minute, though. Okay. Uh, one of the things that is about this series is that at first when you had uh, – when it was Thunderbolts and you had Kev Walker and then he alternated with Declan Shalvey – it was it was my favorite book at Marvel for a, a good long amount of time, and then obviously because it was all Thunderbolts or it didn't include characters that people like, they 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 switched it over to Dark Avengers, and I started falling off very rapidly. It just just didn't have the same flair. Other artists came in. Same thing that happened with Hulk actually, um, and 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 then it kind of ended. Like these these you know they, and that's sort of what happened here. All these characters sort of at the end of it stepped into the, the, the you know, teleportation void of, of the man thing and, and went off on their separate ways. And, and it was kind of like, oh, it's over. And it, it, was a little, it was a little disappointing in that it never got bad, but it just it had such verve. I would have loved to see it if they'd let the story sort of really do what it was going to do from the beginning. And I don't feel like that was the case. Like I feel like they had to take a left turn in the middle of it. And then they ended up with this version of it that was that was less than and like you just really interesting artists for a long time and when they were traveling through time and there's all this stuff going on and you know they 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 kind of they kind of pantsed it. Well, <laughs> well, good thing though that this isn't the last ep- issue because it looks as if I can tell it's going to at least Dark Avengers number one eighty six. So right. looks, this looks like this it's is the end. Of, this is the end of this. This is the end of this story with the Thunderbolts and the Dark Avengers and that sort of thing. It looks like they're yeah. they're going to focus on U.S. Agent next in the next arc, um, okay. and I think it ends at one eighty seven. So, okay. Yeah. So it, the it end was of an arc. for those characters, though, yeah, yeah, uh, which are the ones we've been with for for a good long while. Yeah. All right. How um, about it? Um, Avengers number 34 was uh, Brian Michael Bendis' last issue of Avengers, I believe. Um, All Avengers? I believe so. That's what he was saying. Um, 
uh, talk about ending with a whimper. <laughs> we are so, we are so catty today. Well, no, I just I mean I, I don't know. I mean I almost like I almost would prefer like Hickman's last Fantastic Four issue. Like that was a good you know Cap, Captain America Brubaker's last Captain America. I almost feels if Bendis deserved something more than just the end of the uh, end of this you know they found Janet storyline. Most importantly, most importantly, no mention of the closet. None. None. None whatsoever. So he had the opportunity. He had the opportunity well, to close to close the door. <laughs> can we be can we be can we be brutally honest here? Yeah. Bendis's tenure on the Avengers has been ending for years now. Yeah. I, I mean like I feel like they originally were like they solicited like this is the end of it, but that was eight months ago. It was a year ago that he it was December twenty eleven that he said he was leaving the book. Right, so, and so we've been living with this. Like, is it over yet? It's yeah. the it's the end of the Lord of the Rings movie. Is it over yet? It just it won't end. Um, and now, like, we're like, was that you're done now? Yeah. Are you good? No, yeah, I think this. I think this one is indeed he's done because he wrote a big long thing at the end of it and said goodbye, right. Avengers. I just, I just would have liked. I think he would have deserved a better kind of wrap up, sitting around the table talking I- issue than you know than than this you know the, the end of this Janet story, which was kind of meh. But I will say it was cool that in the end of it, um, they had. Um, Brandon Peterson and Mike Mayhew and Terry Dodson did the majority of the art on this issue. Um, Terry Dodson did the last scene, and uh, Peterson and Mayhew did scenes uh, early into it. But d- during the big fight um, at the end, at the climax, they had a jam piece that it featured Diodato, Walt Simonson, Lenil Yu, Jim Chung, and Olivier Coipel. So they got, er- except for John Romita Jr., they got pr- every artist that he's worked with on the Avengers. Um, which was a nice touch, which was very cool. So you had big, huge splash pages by those guys. So I think he stayed on the stage too long. Yes. Oh yeah, we said it already. The yeah. Bendis on the Avengers was the dude. He's the dude where he should have left the party at like eleven thirty, but stayed till three. This is so. It's it's. This is like Seinfeld season eleven. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. So yeah. Anyway. Well, you know what? Uh, now he's done. I'll say. I'll, I'll credit. You know, this is the guy who got me reading superhero comics again yeah. with with new. Oh Avengers yeah, no, no, mad respect, tons of respect. He deserve. Yeah. He deserve. I mean, he got me reading Avengers. He totally owned Marvel for so long. I mean, like it, this was great. That's why I think he deserved a bit more of a of a of a of an exit. So sure. that said, I'm very excited for Hickman and Opinia. So oh. yeah. you know what's upsetting? What? Rocketeer in the Cargo of Doom was only a four-issue miniseries. I know. I wanted it to never end. Yeah, and it's going to be different people next time. Well, they say the Rocketeer, yeah, the Rocketeer returns in 2013. Yeah, yeah, I know, so, but yeah, but yeah. it's not not going to be this fucking magnificent team of Mark well, who, Wade, isn't it going to be Somni and it, it's is, uh, it's J Bone and Langridge. Langridge is writing it, and J Bone, J Bone is J Bone, and yeah. I and I believe that Belair is still coloring it. Yeah, uh, it's good. That's going to be good. It's going to be not good. this though. I know. I know. Said. And you, you know what I'm talking about. Like at the end of the day, you know, Jordi Belair is going to come out of this one. You know, you've already seen it. Like, you yeah. know, she's going. Well, she's be, already a star. I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But for, but me, I, for I me, feel like this was the last sort of thing where they were like, "Here you go." Yeah. For for me, um, uh, the it's the it is the second to last page with the cliff and Betty flying yep. up in the air. Like that was that was, that was great. That was, oh, gorgeous, so gorgeous page. Yeah. It, although it ended on a cliffhanger, it did. Yeah. And I want to know what's going to happen, and I don't know when I will. Well, in the next series, maybe. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Maybe they're not. Maybe language isn't going to take up that story. Well, why would they do that if they didn't already plan that? They're waiting for Mark Wade to come back later. Yeah, who knows? We'll see. Anyway, it was great. So. It was great. Yeah. So he um, shot a dinosaur in half, and then that bottom half fell over. So I had a conversation on Wednesday with a, a mutual friend of ours, speculating what your pick was going to be, and he was dismissing it, going, "Oh, it's just going to be Hawkeye number four. But it wasn't, and I don't disagree. No. 
No. Here's the problem. Uh, here's, here's, okay, you go ahead. Here's the problem with the, here's the Hawkeye problem. We fell in love with the first th- three issues because of David Aha. Absolutely. Javier Pulido is a fantastic artist and has yes. a style that complements what they're doing on the book and all that sort of stuff. He is not David Aha. No, he is not. And, and every page exactly you it. every page you read this, you're reminded of the fact that he is not David Aha. It's like if you have a band and they're an amazing band, and then one week uh, the the singer from another band comes on and he's really great too, but it's not the same. Yep. Yep. And and he, but he's trying to sing exactly like the first guy in that, so that also doesn't work. Yep. Um. And I I believe it's possible that the writing, um is going to get tiresome. Well, I mean, this is the, this is the problem I've had with, with this book from the beginning, which is that I still don't feel like this is actually Hawkeye. No. I think it's pretty interesting that he still hasn't appeared in costume. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I was looking at this time, I'm like, yeah. really? Still not yeah, gonna? Yeah, you know. I mean, like, the thing is, I know it's Clint Barton and stuff like that, but, it, I mean, it still feels like, you know, Fraction's writing a right. clever, hip version of Cl- Cl- uh, Clint Barton that he wishes existed, you know? Um, which well, is which is fine. Being, he can make that exist. Yeah, if he's sticks. doing it. Yeah, he's doing it. Um, yeah, but but yeah, it's it's Tony Stark with. I was gonna say less money, but that's not even true. With blonde hair. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it, yeah and no tech. Yeah, I mean it, this was good. It was good. It just felt a little less than. Yeah, so. it's one of those like it can't help but suffer in comparison to. Where literally, literally reading the the ah pages, I was just like, my god. Yeah. Where has this been? Yeah. And and you can bring on Hollingsworth, and he can try to make it look the same. Uh, it isn't the same though, yeah. which is which is which is you know fair enough, and and this is as many issues of anything as as Aha does straight through, and I get that, yeah. um, but I, I'll be excited if he comes back. Yep, yeah, cool. Um, so I haven't talked about it in a while, but Glory number thirty, um, I wanted to mention because not only does it have a great cover, like a great cover, the, uh, Anka is is really good, but. Um, it's just funny to see, like, I, I, like if you haven't stuck with this or you're not reading it, you, Josh, you might want to grab the trade or whatever to to see, like, so <laughs> Joe Keating has put there's a four a three page kind of uh, prelude uh, that is kind of glory in the um, early 1900s in Paris hanging out with Ernest Hemingway. Oh, that's right up your alley. <laughs> I know. I, I, like, I will yeah. say, that I, I don't. I didn't actively drop this. Yeah. I think I just missed it at some point, right. and then I got off track. Right. So I didn't. I didn't mean to not. Well, read you it. might want to go back to pick it up because because this is the, most recently this this current story arc is really really good. Um, mm-hmm. And Ross Campbell's art is just getting better Absolutely. and better with every issue. Like it's just getting more and more you know excited. And this basically is Glory versus her younger sister, um, and you know more brutal fight, more like they punched each other's arms off basically. Like mm-hmm. both fists hit each other and they came to mush. It was awesome. But um, it's just it just can this is this is cool you know like I think I think when this all rolled out earlier this year it was a big kind of noise and then it kind of quieted back down but this is this has been top notch every issue so um, uh, really good stuff so, dug it yeah um, Daredevil was another one that people said <sighs> fucking it should be cre- pick of the week. creepy <laughs> creepy no creepy on several levels because like what you had was you had creepy Daredevil head. Right. You know, so the villain who who we assumed was a, a much more intense, awful version of the spot had some device that put his little teleporting thing on Daredevil's neck and was able to dislodge his head from his body. And then Daredevil realizes he can still control his body. And considering he doesn't need a sight, he can still control his body and use his, so, use his radar. And so you've got de- disheaded Daredevil body walking around. <laughs> I, I was uh, The thing that got me about this was yeah. I think that it was one of those – 
Oh, Wade is a sick dude. Yeah, this is this is not dark. not but like like just a really good imagination for horrible ways that this kind of stuff could be. Yeah, uh, and I really love the way that it was laid out. Yeah. Um, the, smuggling drugs in the in the in the port port of portal <laughs> port through, through, belly through, of through pregnant pre- women. Oh God! Uh, and and the the shots of of the slaves like being forced to work in drug fields and being yeah. put in the harem and and you don't quite realize that they're not showing any of them above the shoulders. Well what 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 totally sex yeah, orgies. Which Ugh. is which was yeah that was great how they you know they utilized the, the the neck thing and then what I thought was even crazier was that um so uh, Daredevil's deheaded bodies walking around trying to fi- trying to find out you know how the spots doing this and he stumbles upon the actual the spot all in hanging with with wires going in and out of his teleporting spots and it looks like in agony and in pain and because his head's not there and because he can't see he doesn't know and so that page that's, where a, that's that, an eisner page that yeah that page is an eisner page that this page is like oh great and then um and then it's not until the the dude comes back and he's able to uh the dude he thought was the spot comes back and he's able to take his neck thing off and kind of throw it down he realizes the He's like the spot. I thought, who are you? And you know, and so um, we're gonna find out next issue what the deal is. But it looks like this dude might be somebody who's not the spot. So you know what? It, you know, the, the last page though felt like an old timey sort of an EC comics ending. Yeah, and totally. if they just didn't go, they just don't go back to it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like like it'll be like, oh yeah, no, the, the people just beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That's the end. Like like the the villain gets their their bloody comeuppance. Um, it's a weird issue. Not in a bad way, just different than the well, others. It's continuing the darkness, the the dark that Wade is bringing to the book. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Um, Deep, scary imagination. Yes. Uh, Mind the gap number six uh, for uh, new issue, new uh, jumping on the uh, new new story arc. First issue in the new story arc, um, and this is the real kind of first uh, issue where we get a real example of the conceit of the book in real life, where. Basically, what Jim McCann's come up with is that the victim, the girl L, is able to move her body into the other body of other other people also in comas, and she kind of wakes up this little girl who is in a who's brain dead, and they think it was an accident, but turns out her brother killed her, and so she's kind of you know uh, she goes into the body and she's trying to help the little girl by getting the word out that it was the brother. Um, I thought it was cool to see the idea finally come out into kind of in in um, in a practical use. Um, so then the episodic notion would be that she goes into different bodies and using those bodies to help solve their problems, but then also to solve her problem to find out who hurt her. So, so it's like, uh, quantum, it's leap, like quantum leap, yeah, quantum leap, but, but not, but a little more supernatural. So also that, yeah. 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 Less sciencey, but, um, right. but, uh, but good stuff. Strong by Rodine, uh, Rodine Esqueja. There's a, there's a, there's a big, uh, double page spread in the hospital. The girl, you know, the, the girl coming out of the coma, which was, uh, which is, which was really, really good. So, uh, well, yeah, jump onto it. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I think that it would be remiss, uh, with, with three issues to go four, I guess, uh, Hellblazer 297 came out. Uh, this, yeah. Everybody's getting. You're gonna get a report on every issue that comes up from. So yes, yeah, it's, it's the it's the countdown to your suicide. Countdown to to mm. my the countdown to my exit from comics. Yeah, basically <laughs> wholesale. Yeah. Um, it's been a great story. This yeah. one. Uh, basically they they find out there's a killer that looks just like John Constantine in Ireland, and and it, and it's a whole family thing, and and there's magic, and they bring back the dead, and 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 the, the great part is at the end everything is is fine, and the the he's like a nephew i think of, of constantine he's like so i guess i guess we can be friends now and he's like nope we're not going to do that have <laughs> take care of yourself it just takes off and it's perfect constantine one of the things that that showed up for me in this that really that really bummed me out yeah. is that sort of as they're driving they're driving away uh constantine and, and epiphany his wife 
and they're just talking filthy to each other and they're they're gonna fuck yeah and and i was like well that's over yeah <laughs> he's like and then back to brixton to fuck your brains out and i'm just like ah oh, it's all over it's oh, gone jeez sons of bitches but uh god Mill- milligan and kevin coley kevin coley really i gotta give him credit for doing double duty i mean just yeah. like somni yeah Lord. yeah so there you go. All right. So, so how many more uh, issues left of that? Three after this one, or two after this uh, one? Two ninety eight, two ninety nine, and three hundred. All so, right. So the, the countdown begins. So, all right. Always on time. Never dropped. Anyway. So. All right. So those are the books we enjoyed this week. And we just before we call it a day, we want. I just want to highlight the books that you all thought were your pick of the week. That were the picks of the week. Uh, do the top five countdown of the I fan base. And coming in at number five was Deadpool number two. Your previous pick of the week, Josh. Uh, Deadpool number one was um, 5.1% of the iFan base thought Deadpool number two was pick of the week um, Captain America number one Rick Remender's debut got 7.6% of the iFan base Wonder Woman number 14 got 9.3% wow yeah um, Uncanny X-Force number 34 which was gut-wrenching by the way which was great um, is it the last one? no is it's it? not the last one I think it's the penultimate one I think there's one more to go um, got 12.8% of the picks of the week. It was the last issue of the final execution arc, and we kind of got some resol- resolution there, and Wolverine killed Dokken finally, um, and that was rough. But uh, good stuff. Good, good stuff. So he's done now. He's gone. I hope so. God, I hope good. so. That's a, that's a yeah. good call. That's a good call. Nice work, Rick. And, and Phantom X is still dead. Um, and finally, Amazing Spider-Man number 698 gets the number one pick of the week by the iFanboy community with 40.3% of the, wow. uh, of the, of the picks of the week. So Josh, you were alone if, in your listen, criticism. If nothing else has been clear is that I do not have my finger on any sort of pulse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I never have. Yeah. Uh, it should be noted. Uh, like we said, this is actually Thanksgiving right now. So by the time that you hear this, uh, those could have changed some, but they're generally yeah, right. yeah, they, yeah, they'll they'll Indeed. shift a little, but generally it looks like with forty forty percent over uh, Uncanny X Force over twelve point four percent, I think Amazing Spider Man will hold on. So yeah, um, all right, cool. So that wraps us up. So I'm gonna get to my Thanksgiving dinner. Um, but we do want to remind you that we've got some other things you can check out. Uh, you can go to ifanboy.com on Mondays to listen to the iFanboy Don't Miss podcast. Uh, we skipped this week because of the Thanksgiving and it gets tough and all that stuff, but we'll be back to talk to a creator about an upcoming book. And if you just need that, that iFanboy Don't Miss uh, fix, you can go listen to Paul, talk to Josh Dyshart about Harbinger, um, which came out last week. So that's always a fun listen. And you can, will... you can subscribe to that on iTunes or over at iFanboy.com. I will say the same thing happened with Make Comics this yep. week. Yep. Just does do. It, listen, it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, it was. There was a lot going on, but I am. I am. I'm scheduled to record, so there's definitely there's new episodes right. coming up soon. Good luck. So with don't that. you worry about that. Um, you can also go and check out ifanboy.com uh, for the pick of the week review that I wrote, which was not uh, in any way shortened. Yep. Uh, it was. It was a full real review, holiday and all. As, uh, as well as over on ifanboy.com, there were some great Thanksgiving theme posts. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and reviews. We've been getting a lot of reviews up of the new Marvel books coming out and things like that. So if you're curious, you want to try before buying or anything like that, uh, there's stuff there. Look out. We, we try to get all sorts of that stuff that is important to you along with other stuff that's going on in the comic book world. Go to ifabo.com slash about. You can see uh, all of us who work on the site, social network things, things like, stuff like that. Follow us on twitter.com slash ifanboy to make sure that you don't miss anything or you could use facebook.com slash ifanboy if that, if that makes you happy. Uh, this right. last week also, uh, we wrapped up our video coverage of the New York Comic Con. There were many videos. I'm going to say 17, 18, something like that. Um, but uh, they're all still up there. If you didn't get a chance to watch them, I I will say that I really enjoyed the crop of videos that we did at this last show. Yeah, they were uh, really good. Year. They were a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, so. yeah, a lot of a lot of 
a lot of familiar faces, but a lot of new faces too, and uh, you know, a lot, a lot of good stuff for folks who love comics and that stuff. Yeah, I, we really glossed over the Thanksgiving post, but if you didn't get, go go back and read, start with start with Timmy Woods' email thread between the JLA working out their Thanksgiving plans. And then take a look at uh, the iFanboy staff, what we all give thanks for, which I thought was always great and heartwarming and great to see just the community that we, we put together. And then um, if you haven't relived the great moments in comics at the uh, Thanksgiving Day Parade over the years, that's always a fun one to go check out. So go, definitely go to iFanboy.com and check out all Thanksgiving posts. You love that parade video. I love those parade videos. They're you great. Even so much. That one Connor found of Superman in the 40s is, is awesome. I love that one. And, and the, the Marvel ones are always funny. So. Anyway, from the 80s, they're always good. Um, call us at 188-FANBOYS. It's 188-326-2697. Or you can email us at contact.ifanboy.com. It's always great to hear everybody. And next week, we'll be back with emails and voicemails. Um, and finally, uh, go to iTunes, leave a review for the show, or for iFanboy Don't Miss, or for Make Comics, or help you know help spread the word. Tell your friends who might not know about iFanboy. Tell them to check it out. You know, Everybody loves a good podcast. It's totally free, so uh, enjoy it, please. So we wish everyone in the United States had a great, wonderful Thanksgiving, um, and uh, everyone else abroad in the rest of the world. We hope you had a good Thursday, and um, and I'm gonna. And go- we're sorry we were late by a month, Canada. I know, sorry, Canada. Ugh. We're always behind. Anyway, but um, I'm just thankful that I survived last weekend. So um, that was good. And then, uh, <laughs> and those of you who go to iFanboy saw the karaoke video, you know what I'm talking about. You're a brave man, dude. Hey, yeah, well, I, I had. I'm going to put this video up of you. Yeah, go for it. Listen. By wh- the way, I've had an unbelievable and lofty neck in my head for a week straight now, <laughs> and I want to kill myself. Well, what's sad? Well, to give the kind of feedback on that is that when you're at when you're at a wedding and Mike Allred turns to you and goes, "I just signed up for karaoke. Are you signing up?" You say yes. You don't yeah. say no to Mike Allred. That's what I've oh, learned. God. And by the way, Mike Allred killed it on Bowie's Rebel Rebel that night. That they, like real like really dude, the dude can sing really good. Um, so that's number one. And then um, number two is um, yeah, you just gotta go with it and have fun. And then you get great things like you know emailing with comic pros who weren't at the event or anything who signed their email going, oh by the way, Ron, you're unbelievable. <laughs> it's like, oh God, you saw that. <laughs> well, I, well, I, the thing that I'm impressed with is not, is not you. Is is actually uh, the, I was like, he's going to get eviscerated in the comments, and everybody was very nice and supportive. They and really I thought were. That was so sweet. Yeah, they really were. They really. really I was were. like, wow, yeah. you guys are you guys are, are top notch folk. Hey man, I brought it. I brought it. Okay, I'll yeah, give you that. So that's fine. All right, so that's going to wrap us up. So we hope everybody had a great holiday in the states and a good Thursday elsewhere. Um, until next week, I'm Ron. I'm Josh, and Connor's going to be so upset with us. Let's just not tell him. Okay, shh. Nobody tell him. Shh. Nobody tell Connor. I don't. I, I don't even think he read his books yet. So. And I'm so, full. I think we're <laughs> All right. Take care, everybody. Bye. There'll be much mistletoeing, and hearts will be glowing when loved ones are near. It's the most wonderful time. Yes, the most wonderful.